listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So before I begin, I, I want to say a word about this uh, board that's here with the photographs up on it. This is Kevin Grummet's artist-in-residence project that he began in the summer, actually, taking photographs of people's faces. It's sparse right now. Next week it'll be more full. The week after it'll be more full. And by all saints, it will be completely filled. And it's a combination of stained glass faces and our faces, all of us, the saints. When you come up for communion, you might notice at the bottom there are two faces who look remarkably similar. One, one is the priest, Simeon, and the other is Larry. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. It is Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. What better gospel reading to proclaim than this story of the Samaritan who returns to Jesus to give thanks for being healed of his leprosy. Interesting thing, though, is that that's really just a happy coincidence. Our lectionary is an international one used in churches from across the world. As far as I'm aware, Canadians are the only ones who are celebrating a Thanksgiving holiday this weekend. So for us, a perfect story. Just to recap, Jesus and his disciples are traveling, ultimately on their way to Jerusalem. As they enter a village, they are approached by ten lepers who come toward them, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Luke notes that as they approach Jesus, they still stand at a distance, something required by the law. They live with a skin condition from the descriptions in the Hebrew Scriptures, quite likely something like psoriasis rather than what we know as leprosy or Hansen's disease. This skin condition rendered them unclean under the law. They are outcasts. Though they may live near the edges of the village, they must keep their distance. As the story moves forward a bit, we discover that nine of these people are Jews. One is a Samaritan. Now, the Samaritan religion is very closely related to Judaism. And in fact, Samaritans claim descent from the Levites, from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. They believe themselves to be the, the bearers of the true religion of Israel. The tension between Samaritans and Jews is well known, of course, perhaps due to their closeness. Normally, you would not find them keeping company, not at all. But I suppose that shared affliction has a way of drawing people together in spite of those dividing lines. And so these nine Jewish outcasts have made space for this Samaritan. Their cry to Jesus that he have mercy on them must be rooted in his increasing reputation as a source of healing who is that coming into the village? They say it's Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, Master, have mercy. They're desperate. 
His response to them is surprisingly unflashy. He doesn't dramatically raise his hands over them. He doesn't zap out the skin disease on the spot, but instead just tells them to go and show themselves to the priests. Okay, then. That's all you got for us, Jesus. I I guess we'll have to take it. They're desperate after all. Maybe as they begin to walk toward where they'll find the priests, the Jews to the Jewish priests, the Samaritan to a priest of his own tradition, they are as much dispirited, disappointed as they are hopeful. As they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, Praising God with a loud voice, he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. As they went, they were made clean. Again, rather unflashy, even in the way that Luke describes it. One of them, of course, turns back and returns to Jesus, and he turns out to be the Samaritan. I imagine the other nine have doubled their pace They're all but running to the priests to receive the blessing that will allow them to go home to their families, their villages, their lives as they'd once known them. And who can blame them for that? And isn't that actually precisely what Jesus had told them to do? Go show yourselves to the priests. Still, there's something about the Samaritan returning, praising God and giving thanks that Luke very much wants us to notice. In fact, once when Martin Luther, the reformer, was asked to describe the nature of true worship, he replied that it was seen in the tenth leper returning. Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? The other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, Get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. That word foreigner sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't it? I thought so. So I checked the original Greek. And the word there is alogenes, most literally translated as other-generated with the general meaning of other, outsider, even stranger. As a leper, he had been an outsider, and in a Jewish context, he'd been doubly so by the fact of his being a Samaritan, a not-Jewish-generated person. Perhaps his gratitude comes from a deep experience of that outsider, outcast status, such that when Jesus... A Jewish teacher, after all, heals him. He can't miss the gratuitous nature of the gift, much less its divine source. God be praised. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Jesus said to him, Get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well, which opens a question worth pondering. If it is the man's faith that has made him well, What is it that cleansed the skin of the other nine? They'd all called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, which, if not purely an expression of faith, is at least a hope-filled request. They'd all headed down the road to find their respective priests, as he had told them to do, and with their bodies cleansed, those other nine had just kept going, 
It's not as if their healing would have been taken back when they failed to turn around and return to give thanks to Jesus. That would have been cruel. The last thing of which one can accuse Jesus is cruelty. So what is different here for this Samaritan? One of our book breakfast groups is currently making its way through Diana Butler Bass's book, Gratitude, The Subversive Practice of Giving Thanks. In this book, the author makes a case that gratitude is a way of being in the world, a kind of a spirituality on its own, and a set of practices that can reorient us from a place of entitlement or of resentment or of self-centered striving to a more anchored and settled place of being at peace with ourselves and with our world. Along the way, she explores some of the social, scientific, and psychological research dealing with gratitude, which actually sees a strong correlation between gratitude, being able to give thanks, living in a posture of thankfulness, and medical heart health. To cite the medical researcher Dr. Paul Mills, quote, it seems that a more grateful heart is indeed a more healthy heart, literally. Now it occurs to me that Diana Butler Bass's book is pointing us to an understanding of body, mind, heart, and soul as being all intertwined, which is a very Jewish and biblical view of human life, that we are a connected whole, not necessarily a seamless whole, of course, because bodies do age, and bodies and minds develop things like dementia, where people get cancer, or bear conditions maybe with them from birth. That's part of our reality. If you are here tonight and you are on heart medication, I would counsel you to keep on taking it no matter how much gratitude you can cultivate in your life. I would also suggest rather strongly that you do not look at your heart condition or whatever other physical or emotional condition you might struggle with, that you not look at those as having come about due to the ungrateful character of your life thus far. That would be bad pop psychology and even worse theology. But pay attention to this Samaritan and to what Jesus says to him. Get up. Go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you sesokan. That's the Greek word here in the text. And about this, David Los comments, the Greek word sesokan from the root sozo, can be translated in any of these ways, healed, made well, saved. It can also be translated with the King James Version, your faith has made you whole. However we translate it, one thing is clear. There is more at stake with the Samaritan than mere healing, or better. There is more at stake here than mere physical healing, from the affliction of that skin condition. 
When that doubly marginalized Samaritan man comes back uttering praise and giving thanks, he's expressing a faith illumined by deep gratitude, both for the gift of his physical healing and to the giver of the gift. In his coming back in that posture of praise and thanksgiving, Jesus can see in him a wholeness, a fulsome restoration, and a brand new beginning in his until only very recently broken life. And so he says to him, get up off your knees and head down the road into this new life you've just begun. You are well, you are whole. Culturally, Thanksgiving weekend means turkey, family, pumpkin pie, the day off, hopefully for most of us, all of which are good things, more than just fine. With gospel lenses, though, the giving of thanks can also mean a step into wholeness, wellness, peaceableness and acceptance within our very selves. Giving thanks to the giver of the gift can indeed make it well with our souls. Wherever tomorrow may find you, may you have a moment to remember in gratitude those things for which you are thankful. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to a St. Benedict's Table podcast. For more information on our church or to provide support for our online work, visit us at stbenedictstable.ca.